0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 14th of September. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist to discuss the latest market developments. John, the recent US unemployment report for August was much weaker than we anticipated are we attributing this to the Delta variant of COVID-19 or are there other factors at play? Well, we have to look
1: at it overall. So uh, the payroll data that you referred to there uh, was weaker than expected. But we've also had a string of other data as well. Uh, we've had retail sales figures in a number of countries, including the US and the UK. And general sentiment and activity surveys have started to come in a little bit softer, below expectations. Uh, and even more recently, we had the UK GDP reading for July. But in the context, what we've seen, if you think over the past year, Data have generally been stronger than expected, which has triggered significant upward revisions in GDP forecasts for this year and next year as well. But definitely over the last, say, around four weeks, we've had some data coming in below expectations, and that's been most noticeable in the UK and US. So there's clear signs, as you refer to there, that the highly transmissible Delta variant has slowed the pace of recovery recently, and we've seen a spike in infection rates. But I think it's important to emphasize that, uh, you know, what the data is telling us and the signals coming from it is that it does not mean that the recovery is being derailed, rather we've lost some momentum. Uh, And it does show and highlight, though, that, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, even though it does appear that with the highly effective vaccine rollout, that the worst of it is over, that it's still having a major impact uh, on activity. But there are other factors holding back activity as well, uh, such as uh, supply bottlenecks in terms of shortages of raw materials and key inputs as well as capacity constraints in in transport, especially shipping. And if you think about it, you know, for much of the last 18 months, uh, we've had, say, three types of lockdowns for the global economy. And then all of a sudden, and kind of as we moved from Q1 into Q2 of this year, everything opened up much quicker than expected. So it's no surprise that that sharp rebound in activity that some of these bottlenecks have emerged, given that, you know, for the last 12 to 18 months, many sectors have been in cold uh, storage. You also have the impact, too, in terms of labor shortages and the difficulty, uh, especially in the services sector, which is impacting businesses in that area, ability to meet demand as the economies uh, reopen. But what I would emphasize, though, is that okay, the data has been a bit softer than expected. There is a Delta variant uh, impact on that, uh, but it's not just all down to the Delta variant impact. Uh, so we have lost some momentum in the recovery. Uh, but still, for the, as we move towards the end of this year, you know the economy still is performing, uh, you know, strongly. But there has been some, you know, weakening of the momentum that's been there.
0: Thanks, John. And looking at the at the eurozone, um, recent ECB meeting came in in line with expectations, and there was very little reaction in the euro. You might give our listeners a sense of what's going on with the euro at the moment. Yeah. So
1: in the context of the ECB, as you say, there it was very much in line with expectations. So you know, the European Central Bank announced a recalibration. Uh, so they were keen to emphasize that this is not a tapering, uh, rather a recalibration of its uh, asset purchase under its what's known as its PEP, Pandemic Emergency Purchase Program, which is basically the quantitative easing program introduced uh, to deal with the COVID-19 shock uh, on the Eurozone economy. So what they've announced the last day was uh, a slowdown in the rate of, of monthly purchases. So there was no major surprise from that. So we didn't see any huge reaction. Uh, from the euro uh, to that news, but what we did see was uh, last week the euro uh, ease back a bit against sterling. Sterling got a bit of a boost from some hawkish Bank of England comments, especially from Governor uh, Bailey. So that saw you know euro sterling move back from closer to 86p down closer to 85p. And then what we've seen as well, where markets, you know, in the context of what we are talking about there, the backdrop of you know data generally a bit softer below expectations recently. You know, market sentiment has been a bit more nervous, a bit more risk off, some risk aversion there. We've seen that in equity markets. The S&P in the week just gone was down uh, 1.7%. So we've seen the dollar, you know, get maybe some safe haven demand there. So we've seen euro dollar drop back below the the 118 level over recent days. But again, you know, when you look at the, the moves on markets, on currency markets, as opposed to, you know, what we saw on equity markets recently, Still fairly modest moves uh, on currency markets and the mer- main pairs are still within you know, their recent ranges. But we have seen a bit of a softer tone to the euro, uh, easing back against both the, the dollar uh, and sterling. Uh, but very little reaction from the ECB, so it wasn't on the back of the ECB. Maybe the euro had weakened in the lead up to the ECB meeting because it was well signposted that, that change was going to happen. So that might be one reason why we didn't see any major reaction
0: uh, following the announcement. And moving to the UK, John, unemployment has been edging steadily lower. But with the furlough scheme finishing this month, what are we likely to see? Well, you would expect
1: maybe some upward moves in the unemployment rate. And I suppose a a few months back, that would have definitely been the general expectation. However, you know, and actually the week ahead, we do get updated labour market data for the UK, but it's for July. So we'll have to wait two or three months before we get the September figures and the October figures to see what level of impact There has there. But what you can see, though, in terms of general market expectations is that the peak of the unemployment rate in the UK, once the furlough scheme ends, has been revised substantially lower, including from the Bank of England. The Bank of England's view is that the unemployment rate uh, has already peaked. It does come back into difficulties, though, because of the pandemic. It's very hard to ascertain what the true level of unemployment is, uh, because in the UK they've had the furlough scheme. In other economies have had income support schemes uh, so it's clouded the true level of unemployment but as we move towards December in the UK we should start to see what impact the removal of that furlough scheme has on the UK unemployment rate so the chances are is that the unemployment rate does move higher uh, as some people come off because you know for a lot of sectors in the UK economy and a lot of businesses they've been shut for much of the last 12 to 18 months and the longer you've been shut the bigger the risk of scarring effects around bad debt and just uh, the inability of businesses to be able to reopen on a sustained basis so that would be what would drive uh, the unemployment rate higher uh, but the general view is that even if it does move higher nowhere near to the same extent as it was previously so in the three months to june for so for q2 the unemployment rate in the uk has been around 4.7% uh, this time last year the general expectation was that when you know the uk unemployment uh, and the furlough schemes unwind that could have been as high as seven percent but that's nowhere near the case now you know there's some expectations it might move up close to five percent but the general view is that uh, furlough scheme has been very successful and because it has operated past the time the uk economy is fully reopened it does reduce the risk of those long-term scarring effects on the uk labor market but we will have to wait a few months uh, till we see the actual data Confirm that.
0: Okay. And looking ahead, John, the economic calendar is quite busy across all the major economies. Um, is there anything in particular we should look out for? Well,
1: over the next two weeks, this week, it's very heavy from a data perspective. And, you know, what we talked about at the start there, softer data recently. So the market will pay close attention to some of the data that comes out. So if you look in the US, we got retail sales data uh, for August, uh, similar in the UK. And for both those respective economies, their July figures. Disappointed versus expectations. Uh, so, the market will be looking to see uh, whether that trend continues uh, and that further validates the view of a loss of momentum, or if we do start to see a pickup again in, in household expenditure in the UK and the US. We also have CPI data in both those economies, too. And this is in the context of what we talked about in previous podcasts. You know, very high inflation recently spike higher, and the uncertainty in question around is it temporary or not. So, this week, the Markets will focus on the UK and US retail sales and CPI data. It's a very quiet calendar in the Eurozone for this week ahead. But then uh, the following week, we have all the focus shift to the Bank of England uh, and the Fed. So over the next two weeks, uh, we shift from the data this week into the central bank meetings next week. And what the market will look uh, from the Fed and the Bank of England meetings is uh, there's been more hawkish tones from both those central banks uh, over the last couple of months. So the market would just look to see, especially from the Fed's perspective, are they happy to start to signpost uh, that an, that they announce, or at least an announcement is coming soon on, on, on tapering, or whether they hold off uh, for another month or two, uh, given the softer data recently in the U.S. economy.
0: John, we leave it there for today, and thank you as always for your insights, and thanks to our customers for listening in. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets, and for AIB customers impacted by COVID, You can find the details of AIB support packages at AIB.ie forward slash COVID-19. Finally, to stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC